you know, maybe you're in here today and maybe you made a decision years ago and you're saved right now or maybe you made a decision, you did that. There's forgiveness there. There's mercy there. There's grace there. You know, I'm not, I'm not downing a person that goes through the process and all they know is all they know. A lot of times ladies are backed in a corner. They don't know what to do and they're getting information that's one-sided from, from an organization that says this is your option. And they, all, they always want to present that only option. That's why we support uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center. That's why we support the right to life. That's why we support this organization that's helping the women try to make good decisions because the decision they make can, can last, you know, the, 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 that decision, the consequences of that decision can last for a lifetime for ladies. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so if you're here today and you had the right to vote, would you go out and vote? Would you, would you even, uh, some of us aren't ready, would you, get, would you register to vote? Would you vote for the guy that's standing for the right of life over the guy that's looking to, to raise up abortion clinics? And Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Because the Bible says, thou shalt not murder. And we got to look at this because is, when is a baby a baby? You know, I was going to show a picture today. When is a baby a baby? Is a baby a baby when it comes out of the womb? Uh, you know, uh, uh, when it's born? Or is a baby a baby when it's in, in the mother's stomach? And really, when is a baby a baby? When, is the baby when it's, you know, I believe the baby is when it's conceived. Because, because the Bible said in... And Jeremiah, I knew you before you were born. And I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. And so I'm telling you, I believe life is at conception. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And you know, that baby has rights. And we need to stand up for rights. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And someone said, what are you talking, where are you going with this? Because we can't, we can't look at people or parties. We can't be focused on that when we're voting. We got to look at platforms. And we got to look at what are these people standing on. And whatever they're standing on, that's the agenda they're going to move in their administration. And if they're standing for abortion and they're standing for ungodliness, I can't vote for somebody that stands on a platform for that. Amen. It goes against the truth of God's word. Amen. Can you? Yeah. Well, well this, this party has other things in it that's really admirable and good. Yeah, but, but, but are they pushing that issue? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Are they pushing? And so there's one party. And so you're going to have to study the platforms of the party. Don't look at people or, or, or um, you know, candidates, but, but look at the platform of what they're standing on. What are they trying to stand on? And you can take the platforms and you can Google it and you can read it. And it's a lot of information. It's a lot of work. Amen? Nobody, most people won't do that. But if you read the platforms, then you can take the truth of the Bible and see which platform lines up closest with the Bible. And you're going to have to, you're going to, have to vote that platform. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, the, and you know, it's, it's amazing to me that, that Christians need to vote their morals, not what's gonna, what the government's going to put in your pocket. Amen. Not what the government's going to give you. Because you vote for a certain candidate. 
You need to vote your morals. You need to vote biblical. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm, I believe we're going to be held accountable for who's in office. Whose fault if we get bad representation in office? It's the church's fault. It's our fault. Because we're not standing up for what's right. We're not even voting. We're not even voting. We're not even showing up. I, I say this kiddingly. I just say, if you just want to be a winning Christian, just show up on Sunday mornings. Just show up. If you want to win this, be a winning grade, just make it to church on Sunday. Put God first place. Honor God. Amen. We need to start honoring God again. If you want to see the grace and the mercies of God on your life, honor God. Honor his kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we need to honor God. And so, and so we know Queen Esther, she fasted and prayed. And I'm telling you, everything turned around for the nation of Israel under that rulership. But see, God has used people all through the Bible to affect governments. Daniel was called to affect the government he was under. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego was called to affect the government they were under. Even though they were under a, 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 a government system that wasn't a godly system, God gave them favor in the midst of the government system. Joseph was called to affect a nation. Joseph wasn't just raised up to save his people. He saved the Egyptians. A lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize. Joseph was called to save not just his family, but save an entire nation. Of course, the Egyptians forgot about that. Got in trouble and they got wiped out because they forgot about God. It was the only reason why they were the greatest nation on the earth at that time. The only reason why we're a great nation is because God has made us a great nation. And if we start pulling back from godliness, then everything else is going to fall down. When you start pulling back from walking a godly life in your personal life, I guarantee you, your personal life is going to go down. Are you here with us? I'm telling you, I could have a story for some of you out here. You could probably all testify. Yeah, Pastor, I kind of was, I went down. I didn't, didn't serve God. I let God go, and my life just went down. Is there, can I get a witness in the house today? But when you start honoring God, when you start putting God first place, then he's going to grace you. He's going to give you mercy. He's going he's to give you favor. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so I, I want to focus on 10 reasons why a Christian should vote. And so here, number one, voting publicly recognizes that we submit to the authority of the political system of our nation as is established by God. So, so it recognizes that we submit to the authority. And, and, the, and it talks about in Romans 13, 1, uh, 1, 7. Romans 13, verses 1 through 7. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists the ordinances of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is a God that ministers to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. 
For if he is a God ministering, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. But b- bottom line, what he's saying is, he's saying here is that, that God has set up government and righteous government is really should be under the government of God. And there's a lots of governments out here and, 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 and in the world. And there's a lot of totalitarian governments. There are governments that are treating the people wrong. But, you know, as long as the government is submitted to some kind of godliness, that government's going to flourish. It has to be submitted to godliness. That's why our Constitution was set up. For a, it was a godly constitution. That's the reason why our nation is still standing. Amen. Because hopefully we're standing with the rule of law. We're standing with the constitution. Just like as Christians, we got to stand with something. we got to stand with the Bible. Amen. This is our constitution. Amen. This is what we stand with. We can't throw this book out. Amen. And we stand with it from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. I'm just a New Testament man, uh, Pastor. No, you need to be a whole, te- a whole book, man. I only read the New Testament. No, it's from Genesis to Revelation, including the maps. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we need a voting recognizes that we submit to authority. And so it says in here, and, and really, and he's saying that when authority is set up, when you have, you know, police officers are considered ministers of God. And the enemy is trying to bring division, racial division, trying to bring all kinds of division. And I'm telling you, the police is set up to protect us, not to hurt us. And just because you have some bad police that do some wrong things doesn't mean the majority of them are doing wrong things. You can have bad doctors, bad lawyers, but do you condemn them all? Bad pastors, and hopefully I'm a good one. But are you here? Do you condemn them all? There's going to be bad in every occupation. Bad spouses, bad husbands, bad wives. You, you. Say, Pastor, pray for my spouse. No, I'm, we'll get in here. So are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So, so we need to honor. And it says here, uh, render, this is at the end of, uh, this is at the end. This is verse 7. It says, render therefore to all that they're due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom customs. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. And so what he's saying is that if it's, our, if it's the custom or if it's the practice of America for our democracy system to vote, then we should be involved in it. Okay, praise God. Thank you for that. Amen. And so, number two, vo- voting recognize the equality of all people and their rights to speak and be heard. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So it, it recognizes the fact that all people have a right to be heard. It's our constitutional right to vote. And we can make a difference. Voting is one way, number three, voting is one way that we can obey God's command to seek the good of those around us and our nation as a whole. We're we're, we're not just called to influence just us and our families. We're called to influence a nation. Number four, voting shows that we care deeply about who leaders are as we urge to offer prayer and intercession on their behalf. It says here uh, in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, exhort, first of all, this Paul, 
talking to us Christians, first of all, I exhort that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God and our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. So here, this is a scripture about prayer. And, and Paul is saying that, that we should be praying for all men, but especially those that are in authority, so that we can live a godly life. Yes, God can work on the king's hearts. He can turn, on, he can turn the hearts of the kings you know, towards him if we're praying. And listen, I pray, we pray as a church every week. We pray for our government. We pray for our president. We lift them up uh, in prayers. We pray that they're making the right decisions. And we pray that the wrong, wrong decisions and the wrong decrees and the wrong things will be struck down. We got to do something, and we do. We pray, but there's other things we got to do. We got to vote. We got to stand up and be counted. And so here he says, voting shows that we care deeply about our leaders. Do you care about the leaders? Do you care? I don't give a rat's about these political people. They're all a bunch of liars. Yeah, but listen, we need to care about them. Because you don't know, maybe God's raising one of them up for his glory. Amen. To work through. Oh, God. Maybe God is... Okay, I won't go there. We got to sound the alarm. That's as far as I'll go. Voting is a simple yet significant way... We can do something about politics in our nation. All that required for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. So if we want evil to continue to move forward, just sit on your hands. Don't do anything. Don't be a part of the process. Then ungodliness will reign heavy in America. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But we do. There is a reason. There is a cause. Amen. We're here to do something, to, to, be, to make a difference, to stand up and count and be counted. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It says here in verse 6, it says here, well, let's go back with verse 5. Voting is simple yet significant way we can do something about politics in our nation. And, it, and all it takes for evil to go forward is for good men to do nothing or godly men to do nothing. And then uh, Psalms 34, 14, depart from evil, do good, seek peace and pursue it. Voting makes a difference in the way a grain of salt makes a difference. That is how we are to influence our society for good. Amen. In other words, Jesus said it this way. When he was preaching on the mount, he said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. And so we're, we are called to be salt and light in a dark world. Amen. And we're called to let our light shine, to change. You know, listen, the darkness should not be changing us. We need to be changing the darkness. The devil shouldn't be cowering us down. We should be cowering him down. Amen. The church should be the most powerful, uh, you know, entity on planet Earth. Amen. 
And the devil has muzzled us, has kept us silent, kept us from saying anything, kept us from witnessing. Oh, man, kept us in fear, kept us in a box. But I'm not going to be in a box any longer. I'm going to stand up for what's right. I'm not going to let this country go down, you know, down the tubes. I'm not going to allow it. If I can, I'm going to make I'm going to stand up and be counted. And we need to stand up. It's not the church's fault. It's the leadership fault for not teaching the church that they need to stand up and be counted. Amen. But now you're hearing it. And like I said, I said, I don't want to preach this message. So I was talking to somebody, but I'm going to have to preach it. Amen. And then, then, there's not gonna, then the monkey's off my back. In other words, you can take what you're hearing. And you, now, now you got something to do. Amen. Hey, now I preached it, man. Amen. I'm preaching. I'm, I'm preaching it. But if it lays on you and you don't do anything, well, that's up to you. I'm not your judge. Amen. Amen. But God is the judge. God. Somebody say God's the judge. God the judge. Amen. He's a righteous judge. Amen. Amen. And you can only do what you have light on. And if you don't have light on, so I don't want you to feel condemned if you haven't voted in the past. I don't want you to feel, because you can only, God's only going to judge you on the light that you walk in pertaining to a particular situation or area. And if you hadn't had the light on that subject, and, and, or you were thinking wrong about voting, then don't be condemned today. But now you have a little bit more light. Now, hopefully, you're saying, man, maybe I do make a difference. Maybe a vote does make a difference. And, and it does make a difference. So don't feel condemned if you didn't vote in the past elections. But just now you can take the information and you can move forward. Now you have, hopefully, more light. Seven says it's a privilege not to seven voting is a privilege not to be taken for granted. Those of us who reap the benefits of living in a republic should play a part in upholding the democracy. And so what I'm saying is that we need to uphold what we have by being a part of the process. Some of you might be some of you might say, well, I, I, I got I got, um, you know, um, physical ailments that keeps me from standing for two hours in line and voting. And I, I don't have the stamina. You, you, if you have some physical ailments, you can go on the website and you can get a write-in ballot. And you don't even have to stand for two hours. There's ways that they have made for you to go ahead and vote without going to the polls. Oh, you just took that excuse away from me, Pastor. <laughs> oh, man. Did you have to give me that information? <laughs> I just took an excuse away. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So you can vote. You can sit down at your computer. You can go to the place that says, you know, absentee vote. And you can look it up on Google. And then there's a form you can fill out. And you can do it and vote at home. Send, that, send the ballot in. Boy, it's quiet in this church today. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We need to stand up. And be counted. And then some might say, well, uh, voting, uh, uh, well, I'm not, I don't need to be a pro, uh, part of the process. And I'm going to say this, vote, not voting is a form of voting. And it will influence the outcome. We need to take a responsibility for our actions as well as our lack of actions. James 4.17, therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. 
Pastor, did you have to throw that one out? For him that knows to do the right thing, but doesn't do it. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church. And doesn't do it. To him, it is sin. For us to know to do the right thing, and we don't do it, then it's wrong. we got to be doing the right things if we want to see the grace and the mercy of God, not only on our lives, but on this nation. Praise God. Here's, here's another scripture for you. Amen. If we, if we choose not to vote. It says here, faith by, thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Yes, listen, we need to pray. We, I, we pray for the harvest every week. I'm believing that God's bringing a harvest in. I believe that God is drawing people in. But you know what? That doesn't take away from the fact that we need to go and witness to people. We still need to invite people. We still need to talk to people about Jesus. We still, God can move on their hearts, but they need a preacher to hear. Amen. Say, I'm a preacher. You are a, you, you're called to be a minister of reconciliation to the world. We're called to reconcile the world to God. You have purpose this morning. You have a purpose. You have a reason to be here. Listen, listen, if God didn't care about us being a part of the process, he, when we got saved, I say that all the time, th that day we got saved, he could have threw a lightning bolt and killed us and God took us to heaven. Man, some of us wish that would have happened. But no, we got to walk this life in faith. We got to walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to be tested in our walk. We're always going to be tested if we're going to do the right things. But I'm telling you, when we pass the test, we will receive the crown of life. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So, so faith without works is dead. Amen. Number nine, voting has a biblical precedence for, for the... Uh, for example, in Acts 14.23, describes that in the early Christian church, they elected elders by voting. So, so it, it's, a, it's, a biblical, it's biblical. In the early Christian church, they elected elders by voting. Amen. And number, uh, and number 10, voting is a part of stewardship. To use all the resources we have been given in ways that honor God. To waste a vote is to squander a gift. And I think about the, the parable of the talents. And we know that God gives us talents God gives us abilities, and for us to throw our abilities away, for us to wrap up our abilities in a napkin like that one talent man, God had, God had something strong to say about the one talent man that buried his talent. And listen, a vote is a gift given to us, and we don't need to throw it away. We need to stand up and do the right thing, and we need to vote. We need to use it. And what if... if, if, if if the leaders in the Christian church would get up and preach messages like this and people would get to under, start to understand, you know, what the process is all about, we could control the elections. Amen. 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 We can control the outcomes. Amen. We can be a part of the winning system. See, listen, we're a republic with democratic processes. And that means that we stand with the Constitution. 
And, and what they're trying to do is, you know, in the Constitution, it talks about we're all created with rights. Amen. And that word created means that God created us. In our money, it says in God we trust. This is a Christian nation. But there's people in our government that's trying to make it non-Christian. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And they're not, and they're not interpreting the, the Constitution the way it needs to be interpreted. They're making laws. Who, how are they making laws? Through the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, they have carte blanche in making laws. And they're passing through the system that our government is set up to make the laws. And they're making laws that, that and they're overreaching and, and they're overreaching in, in their powers. And they're controlling through, through legislation, through people suing. You get a group that sues and goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court has, has justices on there that, that are bent towards a way of thinking that's ungodly. Amen. And they're moving towards ungodliness. Amen. And I'm going to say this. Or this next election is more than just a, a president running the country. It's, it's going to be people going to be picked to, to, to be on the Supreme Court. And if, 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 if that platform is putting people on the Supreme Court that's for abortion and for these things, we don't need that. We need to stand for that. And I'm telling you, there's a platform that says they're for abortion. They're, they're for, they're for uh, taxpayers funding it. That's one. That's on one platform. The other platform says we're against abortion. We're against, you know, uh, the government paying uh, that, that our tax money is paying for that. You know, our tax money is going through that stuff. And if we vote for the one that's standing on that platform, we, we're aiding the baby. We might as well be with them. I know it's strong this morning. But listen, I'm going to vote for the guy that's, that's raising up orphanages. And trying to, the unborn doesn't have anybody to um, protect them. God looks at it seriously. 60 million babies have been aborted. People that needed to be born that couldn't make a difference in this world. And the government is, 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 is aborting babies left and right. I can't stand on a platform that stands for that. No matter what the candidate looks like. And some of you may not have realized it or never even understood it. And you may be standing for, for, for some things that might be in a party that are good, but it doesn't. I'm telling you, I can't stand for abortion. And a sin is a reproach to any nation. And when the nation is in sin, we're not going to see the grace and the blessings of God on this nation. And I'm not going to let this nation go down. I'm going to let my vote count. I'm going to stand up for what's right. I'm going to stand up for the unborn. And we're called to stand up. We're not called to sit down and sit on our hands and just let the political process go and say, well, you know, whatever. We're called to care. We need to be praying for these candidates. We need to be praying for the process. We need to be praying for this nation. This nation is in trouble. We need to be doing something and standing up for what's right. If not us, then who? 
And so the church needs to be the church that we're called. We're called to influence our, our nation. We're called to influence wherever we're at for the kingdom of God. We're called to be an influence. We're called to make a difference. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.